And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Oh, Mother dear, please listen and don't devour me. Oh, Mother dear, please listen. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Greetings, cretins! It's your old pal, the Chris Keeper. You might have noticed we've taken a couple weeks off. Well, there was a little, uh little mishap at the horror vault, and, uh, well, <clears throat> uh, the Chris Keepers had to set up shop at home with his mom, in, in the cellar, it's not a basement, it's the cellar, but, hey, it's very crypt-like down here, very dank, anyway, speaking of mothers, We've got a movie with mommy issues. It's Evil Dead Rise. Chris Keeper! Chris Keeper! What are you doing down there? Just a second. Mom, I'm doing my show. Sorry about that. It's an especially grip. My feet are chapped. I need somebody to oil my feet. Mom, give it a break. Are you down there with that little slut, Chris Tyler? Mom, he's not a s- <sighs> No, I'm doing my sh- Listen, um, I'm what gonna get a lock on, on the door and what some soundproofing what? What next month, like and we'll what see you there. Enjoy doing? Evil Dead Rise. Hello, and welcome back to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. We've taken a couple months off, if you haven't noticed. Um, I'm Chris Honeywell. Just an explanation of why we took a couple months off, and I'm not going to burden you with a long story. I will make a garage sale gloat with the full gory details of it, and don't let the tone of my voice fool you. Uh, In June, my house burned down completely, like burned everything up and in it and why am i bringing that up well that's why we haven't been on for the last couple months <laughs> that's all you need to and, say uh, padding out the the smoldering parts of my jacket right now but um the house was a total loss um it, nothing that we owned on that property made it made it out and back into our hands it was completely gone but why am i telling you this uh, not because I want your sympathy. The All the GoFundMes and stuff are all long gone. I don't need your money. I don't need, I don't need your, your money, man. But just to say, when when uh, <laughs> when I was awakened in, at 3.30 in the, mor- in the middle of the night and, and uh, went running out of my house, clutching my cat barefoot in my boxer shorts, what shirt was I wearing? The my evil dad. dead my evil dead t-shirt with bruce campbell with a shotgun and uh 
the 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 um transcription of the 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 tape on the back of the shirt and oh. uh why do i why do i bring that up because we are doing an evil dead movie tonight yay a new one and and, and you know and seeing as how i'm back evil dead rise my evil dead t-shirt it's all it's all just lining up perfectly see all this all this worked out to put this to make this show just the perfect show for you the guys perfect show and that's, yes but i'm not the only one here to we're excited to like be evil back. dead rise yes yeah I, I i'm 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 here with uh with the other chris chris tyler i'm free now free from all you titty sucking parasites <laughs> and uh i'm here with them jack and eddie boys uh luke jack and eddie spitting up maggots will set you free mm. <laughs> and jason jack and eddie stephanie will protect us <laughs> i like and stephanie <laughs> my line yeah. from the movie is oh honey i love you guys as <laughs> i love more you guys pizza? so much more than pizza i don't think i could say that about anybody Sorry. Yeah. And, <laughs> and before, you know, before we get into this, I have to say this because I, I got a little upset. Okay. The, uh, Cassie says, you know, Bridge dropped the pizza. That pizza was 100% salvageable. Yeah, yep. totally. Was. Oh, yeah. Salvageable. And the they box. fucking left it. I'm sorry. If it, no. If it's in the box, you can doctor that shit up in the oven the and have Dew it good as new. The soda, yeah, the soda was gone. Soda, no, nope, no question, was yeah. not salvageable. It spilled no. on the floor. But those pizza pies, guarantee you, they would have brought them upstairs. It, it, with all the, the soda didn't all spill on the floor. Some of it spilled on her because she thought she peaked herself, oh, yeah. but it wasn't warm. Then it's probably the soda. So, um, real quick, life, because life lessons in there. Yeah, real quick information here uh, about the money involved. Estimated budget twelve million dollars. Opening weekend, twenty-four and a half million. I guess we're getting another one. Total gross in the U.S. was 67.2 million. Worldwide gross 146.7 million dollars. It has to be the most money of any Evil Dead movie in the theater. Far and away, far and away, the highest-grossing Evil Dead film. Good, good, That's good. It's amazing. Let's, let's be honest. I don't think the first three Evil Dead films. They didn't have a wide release. No. I don't think they had 12 million dollars total in budget. <laughs> but saying like. The first one was made for a dollar eighty-seven and a pack of gum, um, but you know, but like, oh well, no, our arm, no, uh, let's think. Our, uh, Army of Darkness actually had a release uh, kind of thing, and then obviously the newer one, uh, which with the um, the one from what was that? Twenty thirteen. It's been ten years already. Yeah, that one had a wide. I mean, I saw that opening day too. That had a wide release. I saw this one opening day as well. Um, but the the difference is. Like literally one, two, like uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and then Army of Darkness. I don't know if their entire budget was twelve million dollars total. I, I don't know if episodes of Ash versus Evil Dead, each episode of Ash versus Evil Dead, might have been more than Evil Dead and yeah, Evil probably. Dead Two. Probably. I mean, Evil Dead was made literally for nothing. Like that's it's still considered. I mean, it's not Halloween, uh, you know, level of like return on your investment kind of thing. Right. But Evil Dead is was like it's one of the things that when Blair Witch came out, they talked about like well Halloween, Evil Dead, those are the kind of movies they're talking about. That, you know, literally no budget, huge return on that no budget, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, you know, I mean Halloween sets the bar pretty fucking high. Yeah. Uh, 
know, kind of thing, because that was just a phenomenon that like changed literally the face of uh, horror movies and cinema in general. But yeah, anyway, but the Evil Dead, but Evil Dead was as well, right? That's the whole thing with Evil Dead is that the, you know, it, it's it, it's weird because Evil Dead was such a it, it, we we talked about this when we did the remake of Evil Dead. It it is it was an experience the original Evil Dead, right? It was a yeah. you have got to see this type of situation, and this one. Um, so, you know, th this one, I think, is is tapping into a similar sort of uh, zeitgeist, right? Because it is we are now pushing the envelope that much more uh, given where we are now versus where we are when the original one came out. Yeah. And, and well, this it, is it, a low it really is just pushing now. it. I mean, honestly, yeah. th this to me, it, it's this this film, I think, wears its inspiration on its sleeve because it's inspiration to me. And you guys, you know, tell me if uh, what you think about this. This is somebody wanted to take Evil Dead, The Shining, The Shining, um, yep. Aliens, yep, and The yep. Color Out of Space, and yep. they said, "Hey, we're going to make this into one movie, right?" Yep. And, and, and there's of, nothing yep, wrong with this, that. There's nothing wrong that. with being. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that that type of setup, but that's it wears its influences on its sleeve. It's not embarrassed by the fact that it's obviously influenced by these other other ideas. No, Hang on. it's not. One sec, one sec. I, I stand corrected. I went and looked it up. Though Evil Dead was three hundred fifty thousand three hundred fifty thousand dollars for the for Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two uh, was a little more than that. At I guess I just missed. I just moved the thing. Where'd it go? At three point six million. Army of Darkness thirteen million dollars to make. That's the estimated. Ooh. I find that hard to believe, but that's what they're saying. Thirteen million. Uh, it's location shooting and costumes. Eh. It's got to be, but I'm saying, but thirteen million seems kind of high. But still, I'm well, not saying it, then, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was thirteen million back then. So too, moderately, so. yeah, that's a pretty moderately priced movie. Even yeah, I mean, it's yeah. more than you'd normally spend on a horror movie back yeah, then. But this movie was only twelve million dollars to make, which is crazy because that's nothing nowadays. And then the 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 2013 movie was seventeen. And then let's be honest, that all takes place in one freaking house, um, which is a lot easier to shoot. Army, Army of Darkness is the only one of all of the Evil Dead movies that literally doesn't take place in just one location. Yeah. Which makes which makes your shooting way more expensive. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you out, but that's that literally is what makes it so much more expensive. Once you have to have sets and extras and whatever, I mean, think about it. Every, well, every I mean, he was like, I mean, he was like, and then it ends with a Ray Harryhausen skeleton war at the end, you know, like, you know, so a, a, a mini Helms. De hel yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I know. I understand. I'm just saying this, but like, it's, if you think about all the different army of darkness is, is the, is the exception instead of not the rule for this whole series, even though the reality of this movie is that this movie, if you took the name evil dead off of it, you could still make this movie without it being an Evil Dead movie. Um, it's it's I mean it's, it's not like the fucking Hellraisers. Um, Luke yeah, Wallace. no, it would be it would it would just be Evil Dead would just be thrown in on the pile of influence. It would be like definitely yeah. more influenced right. by Evil. You know, you'd have to you'd have to take out the come get some and stuff, but still yeah. leave out leave in the the. Uh, you know the the evil drone shot at the beginning through the woods and stuff like that, and be like, oh yeah, we're paying. And I and, and I mean I don't think I'm going out on a ledge here, but even if you took the branding off of this movie, I, I think it still would have done pretty well because it's a pretty hard R horror movie where yes. it's not really getting those still much. 
you know. And and the first re first read one has had time to simmer in in the in the you know cable red box yeah. and you know people watching it and going like wow that was a fucked up movie and yeah, rem- the, you know the remembering ten year, it 10 year olds that watched it streaming 10 exactly. years ago and now are like oh i'm going to grab my friends and take them to the new one exactly. in the exactly and this kind of delivers the say it's it's almost the like a stripped down formula of that formula it's just it's it's I, mean it's mean spirited yes it's, it's genuinely disturbing and it has a few gore scenes that are genuinely like send a, a little twinge up your back because they're I, pretty yeah i was trying gross. not to send you guys text reacting to all the stuff i was like oh i fly oh cheese grater oh, oh. like i was like yeah the cheese grater, grater. Is, cheese grater is the hardest scene in the movie every time i went watch it i was telling Look, I'm not going to join it for you, but I'm telling you right now, it's box grader. They're like, what? I go, just trust me. I, and But this is the thing. I can, I can honestly say this. Having watched um, the, the 2013, the unrated version with the extra stuff put back in and stuff, which, again, makes that movie completely in the NC-17 realm of like not being yes. able to be rated. Yeah. Um, this movie is not as harsh as that. But the R-rated, but the difference is, is that this movie... Hard. Yeah, no, right. But I'm saying, but like this movie, like, but what we're seeing on the screen, like effects-wise and whatever, it's not as as brutal um, in what they're showing no. us compared to the the 2013. But the, psychologically, the, the, it's more the brutal things, though. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens is, as we've seen Evil Dead One and Two, and then that means you've now you already know what's going to happen to Evil Dead 2013 because it's literally the same movie again. So it's not like. If you had, but if you had never seen it, like if you had never seen Evil Dead one or two, okay, like then it would be like, wow, I didn't know this was coming. But you really kind of knew it was going to happen and whatever. But they just said, okay, let's just turn it up. Like let's have the girl cut her arm off with a fucking electric knife. Let's have one gig her whole face up with glass. Like that's insane. And this movie has things like that. It has really harsh, hard to watch things that are painful. Well, but by the same token, they also went differently. In in some aspects, but then they borrowed the 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 end of this borrowed a lot from the 2013, which was new to 2013, but it borrowed there with the idea of an abomination and the reign of blood and all those things were again referenced immediately. And if you had not seen 2013, like I don't know, I saw with Franco, I don't know if he's seen 2013. I got those references immediately as soon as they're putting their arms out there. Like I'm like, it's an abomination, it's coming. That is literally <laughs> the end of the fucking movie in well, 2013. Yeah, I mean, and that's well, that's also again getting into the, the you know this is still post Colorado Space and it's the body horror yeah. type of situation like yeah. that. Now yeah, the yeah. thing that the, the thing with 2013, and I don't know if this, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Okay, first off, as an aside, you remember when we covered that? I pretty much hated everybody in that movie. I yep. as a gen, it, it seems like this one was written yes. as like, hey, what type of people does Luke hate? It's like, let's see. Um, uh, you know, whiny millennials, DJs, <laughs> drone operators, social <laughs> justice warriors. It's like, you know, across the board, assholes that I don't like, like people from California, right? You know, but anyway, the, you know, but it, that, that, that aside, that aside. Okay. So, so Danny gets the, the, uh, the haunted records and the book right out of the bank vault and he starts playing the haunted records, right? And first off, shout out Haunted Records to one of the first 
Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of uh, Terror Halloween special yeah. when Chris edited my story of Pikmin's model to sound like a haunted LP. So shout, shout out to that. Go check your archives. <laughs> but the priest on the record says that he, this is one of three volumes. Yeah, and so I my mind immediately too. said, okay, so does that mean the OG one is one the one in the remake and then this well, one or the that's what i was different thinking. volume okay so you were thinking along the same lines then yeah yeah, yeah. well I mean, because I, mean, that's well, the only... I don't know it made a lot of money so it if might not count right the first one. unified string theory of the evil dead universe then you could just have oh the books all came to the same yeah, place nobody's at the same time gonna and care. opened up all three friggin dimensions it, ain't like, nobody gonna care whatever you do yeah, yeah. you know i mean what I really, when I first started watching this, I immediately thought of Hero because I was just like, oh, we've introduced some, like when I watched the the Dawn of, the the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead, and I was like, oh, they're going someplace, they're going to a zombie baby, you know, we haven't seen that before. That's yeah, they pretty, I, and that's, I and I thought if they go there, it's going to be kind of expected from what we know. Maybe that's not the point. I think the point was. It just brought thematic weight between what what the two sisters were dealing with, and then you know the aunt having to deal with the kids. Like, well, this got, one, like, yeah, this one, this is an Evil Dead movie with kids, and up till this point, uh, Evil Dead movies have probably had no kids in it. No well, kids. they've all been teenagers, and and even Ash versus Evil Dead didn't really have kids in it because no. they probably just didn't want to splatter. And I'm like, okay, and then when I see the ages of two of the kids, I'm like. All right, let's see how this goes, cause like really like I, I was leery honestly, too when I saw the like advertise. honestly I think they should have pulped the little girl. Um, <laughs> no, but that that's where you're getting into aliens though, right? Yeah, I, you're getting I, into I, aliens because you know you've got to have Ripley and yeah. Newt by that token. Yeah. You know? So they they everybody else gets. But fed I was like, this is too set up. You got two te teenagers that are definitely old enough to die in a movie. And a little girl that's just a total little wide-eyed Carol Ann. And it's and just like, well, and, will, they, also, will they go you know, for it? Well, and the other thing is, is that, you know, Auntie Beth gives her the bracelet and says it's only for badass rock chicks. She's the only one who gets a gift from her, too. Yeah. Right? So they already kind of uh, lean in that direction and foreshadow see, it. See, I, I thought it was going to go two ways, which it went neither way. And I thought it was either going to, like, they were going to kill the little kid to just prove that they're going to... that anything could happen or at the end the little kid's gonna be the last one left and like <laughs> ends up with a with a with a with shotgun a arm. chainsaw <laughs> a shotgun yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah i i didn't see it going that way either i i picked up on the the family theme because like all right this is interesting oh yeah like i said i was leery of the advertising I'm like Apartment By the time halfway family. through the movie that she's chewing glass and going like i've got things in my belly i don't yeah. like it and I, what about you, Ma was actually sitting next to me for most of the movie. I'm like, that's the oldest trick in the book. You put the sound effect in, and you have the person eating the rock candy. It's like it's yeah. perfect every time. Yeah. So, well, you know the, I yeah. mean the that, the the thing also is I, you know, you mentioned the apartment complex, and to me that that alone is unique, right? It's yep. Evil Dead in an urban setting instead of in a rural setting, like all the others have been, yep. even. Army of Darkness, I mean, it was a medieval setting, so by definition it was rural. So, what I'm saying is, so, okay, so Lee Cronin is the director and writer of this, and he's an Irish filmmaker. He's done some short stuff. I'm not really familiar with his things. I know he did uh, a segment in the United States of Horror and a couple other things. 
Um, but as the writer and the director, obviously, a lot of this falls to him creatively. So setting it in an urban environment was, I thought, a nice touch because it makes it different. Yeah. But then you also have the idea of, okay, in The Evil Deads, they're isolated, right? Because they're stuck in the cabin. They're in the middle of friggin' nowhere. Well, it's like, here you're in the middle of Los Angeles. How are you in the middle of nowhere? Well, you take out the elevator, you take and out the earthquake. stairs, and you take out the cell service, and suddenly you're just as isolated, right? Even in, a in a smaller a space. <laughs> right. You have less places you can go, because at least in the cabin you could go outside, there was the woods, and, you know, stuff like that. And you empty out the apartment building, because everybody's getting kicked out because they're tearing it down. Yeah. yeah. And and so then you only have a few, you know, the few holdout, just, you know, a few holdouts to get horribly mutilated. And, and a lot I, of, I, yeah. and then a lot of empty, dark, creepy hallways and, yeah. you know, basements and stuff. You see, I, I also like were... this. I will say this, Chris, not to interrupt you. I also did like that for the title because Evil Dead Rise, it's a high rise that they're in. Yeah. Right? Yes. So it's kind of a that that I thought was was a clever double kind of uh, double meaning because they, they do it at the beginning in the prologue, which is the prologue is amusing as heck. Yes, honestly, the prologue is amusing as heck. How they tie it back around to it is amusing as heck. And so it's all oh, here, here for an Evil Dead movie. All right. Here's your cabin in the woods. Right. It's beautifully filmed too. There's yeah. like a lot of different lenses used and it's just Dutch nice Dutch angles and it just is just sort of like here's your reader's digest version of what happens in the cabin and a little, you know, little little thing to leave you with going like why the fuck did we see that, you know? I yeah. I forgot all about that till the movie was almost over and I was like, wait a minute, what does this have to do with the people in the the camp? <laughs> uh, yeah, is that going to get resolved? But like when I saw the when I saw it was going to be in a high rise and called Evil Dead Rise, I was like, this is where they like from the success of the last one, they're going to give this one a bigger budget and it's just going to be a crazed you know, more maybe more in the Bruce Campbell style of just like the Evil Dead. No, this was closer to the 2013 apartment building, but like yeah. they they did the low budget approach on it, and I think that worked out. I I I I think that it's better for them for these new Evil Dead movies to do their thing where they're trying to be like they're trying to be disturbing and scary. While still just keeping all the the lore in there and the general, yep. you know, feel of it, and I think that works yeah. a lot better than if they tried to go all, you know, Bruce Campbell without Bruce Campbell. Yeah, you, you know, you can't, you really can't do that. You're hamstring yeah. yourself, and, and it's you're been instantly, done. You're gonna instantly invite comparison. So the best thing you can do is to have it be its own character and, and this, this was, is I obviously mean, working yeah and like yeah. there were also i came in this with all sorts of preconceptions in it and i probably should you know and there were i mean my biggest complaint about it is it's another one of those movies with a case of the darks it is dark where, which where is a, a shame because for the like, most part the production design it looks like a a tenement that is about to be torn down yeah yeah and 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 i i and I, I I wonder about like usually I write off the darks to like all right they didn't you know it's it's to sort of obscure you know they didn't have enough time to finish off the AI you know the special effects as well as they did so they they leave it dark a little bit but most of the stuff that was like too dark that I was having trouble seeing was 
just you know shots of people walking and stuff so it wasn't special effect shots or anything like that but like yeah the color scheme of it was right out of like seven or something like that you know that that just sort of like oranges and and piss yellow and you know all the blood was basically looking red except for when you're in the elevator when it's like we've been in the kubrick elevator a lot lately it was like the 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 um ready player one movie yeah and i mean i don't know if they did the elevator did they do the elevator in in um in uh the shining sequel dr sleep did they have the elevator in that i think so i think they panned by it but yeah yeah we saw the elevator we didn't do anything the, the finale of that was all on the in the foyer on the big staircase where Danny threatened uh, Wendy in the original. Uh, not yeah, Danny. Then out, yeah. the, uh, then out in the, the garden yeah. maze. Right. So, but, couple, well, couple. I mean, that, that, and you're right. I mean, the it definitely is dark. It, it, it leans into that, you know, that whole aesthetic. It's, but, and again, I think that's also, again, trying to differentiate it, right? Because if we open in bright sunshine. Yep. And then we immediately yeah. go to the rainy city. And it's dark and grim, and you know the the palette changes completely we, well, for the entire rest of the film. We immediately go to a shitty bathroom in a shitty club, right after that. Yes. it's like yeah, okay, this that that change of film grade and lighting instantly told me what kind of movie I was getting into. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't change for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, as as a as a quick aside here, when when she's yelling out the window to the person pushing the carriage down the street i was almost hoping like oh man if he turns around and it's alice cooper i'm gonna freak out (laughs) that would be fucking great that would be great that would have been that would have also been their opportunity to put bruce campbell in if they just ah he's ash he he only needs to be ash he doesn't need to be playing anybody else so but yeah but if that's alice cooper does that does that tie the evil dead universe to uh prince of darkness sure i hope so Going Why way not? back, all the way back to episode one. One, episode one. Very podcast. One. What's like 13, 14 years ago now? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure none of my kids were born yet. So, yeah, I think it was about yeah. that. Wow. Oh, geez. So, but in, real quick, I, oh, sorry. I got three things here, real quick. I just want to throw them out there. The pizza, the pizza place to get the pizza from is called Henrietta's. Uh, uh, the hotel, the uh, building is called Mondo, which uh, the director has said he took the word demon and spelled a name out of it, which okay. he did. And then in the elevator, she is attacked by the nice wire, cables. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is, of course, a direct reference to Vikings, uh, yeah. what happens to Cheryl, Bobby Joe, and Mia in in Evil Dead 81, Evil Dead 2, and Evil Dead 2013. Yeah, uh, they did so, the eyeball gag, which I popped for. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the eyeball, the sound of her biting the guy's eye yes. is actually Bruce Campbell biting into an apple. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what they did. So, because Bruce Campbell, you hear him when, when he's playing the record, you hear him saying, burn it, you know, destroy it. Like you hear oh, okay. saying those things. If you listen, he he's saying those, that's him. So Bruce Campbell is, is he's also has another part where he does some of the, uh, the incidental narration, like they mixed him in here and there because they okay. couldn't have him in the movie, but they had him do these things that are super weird to have like, you know, anyone could do those things. You don't need Bruce Campbell to do it, but by the same token, you 
kind of do need Bruce Campbell to do them, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just throwing a little bit of spice into the stew, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, it might be subliminal, but you know, you why figure. not? Yeah, the, yeah. Why you know, not? Talking about Bruce Campbell and, and references, you know the so the tree surgeon, right? We see the tree surgeon van in the garage when the kids are coming back from getting the pizza pie, right? So you know it's going to come back, right? So it's got we, to. It's got to, obviously. <laughs> now, now we all we all know that the Raimis are big fans of the Three Stooges. Yes. One of my favorite Three Stooges shorts involves them being tree surgeons. Yes. I do uh... wonder if the specific fact that it says tree surgeon, not you know, tree removal or tree care or anything like that, but tree surgeon. I do wonder if that is in fact a Three Stooges reference. It because... might be worth it to look up the Three Stooges and see what the name of their company was and see if it actually ended <laughs> well, up on the, the, the guy's name was Fonder. I'm like, is that because uh, Bridget was the, the girlfriend in two? Because wasn't that Bridget in Evil Dead 2? Isn't she Cheryl? Right, you're right, you're right. Oh, God, the stuff that comes back to you. Yeah, yeah. Evil Dead 2. I get there. I, you know, I, I, I also noticed... And the same almost goes for the first one, too, where I did. I really didn't like anybody. I mean, the thing is, like the like the daughter, like, I mean, they make her the most like she's got like a poster in her room. You know, they give her short hair and she's got a poster in her room that says, you know, feminism, feminism is something. Is, is something feminism is, is not a dirty word is what her poster says. Is that what it said? And like, yes. and then her brother is just like, you know, the complete, you know, just sort of, you know, just stock, obnoxious character. So it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm happy stop. to see He's them chew glass. I mean, just and, right there. And, the, right and there. their mother's a tattoo artist. That's like. But the the mother, she should. She, she's a legitimately great actress. She, really like. Once she gets once she gets possessed, she is, you know, I mean, just legitimately like fucking scary as hell and creepy as hell. And they kept the makeup subtle. They didn't do the overdone evil ash kind of makeup on her. They kept it subtle. They kept it like the the 2013 makeup where it's just the sallow skin and the orange eyes and it and it works. Um yeah, I it was a that was a pretty damn good performance. She's yeah. she's one of the best like Evil Dead demons just acting wise. I mean, the I mean the 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 like best in the in the serious sense. You know, usually the demons are are kind of fun for the most part. In, yeah. Before you know, in the in the Raimi. And I could watch Raimi brothers voicing skeletons that are getting destroyed all day long, but. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but but seeing and again, it's the thematic weight of it. Um, what is it? Uh, who's the the younger sister? I can't remember the names. I'm terrible with names. But yeah, um, no, I, I mean, she Cassie. 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 She, she's. She, I mean, she's she's pregnant, and it's like. I mean, I mean, Beth is the sister. Beth. Cassie's the little girl sister. That's why I thought you meant the little yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just like, okay, so, like, where, where is this going? And then it's just, okay, here's a shitty family reunion of, like, the worst possible kind you can have where everything is 
fallen on this poor family, regardless of whether the son is a DJ and the daughter's an SJW. But it's just like, what's the worst possible fucking thing that could happen to this family? Oh, my sister's pregnant and doesn't, you know, and is, needs help. I'm in a condemned housing complex with three kids and my husband left me. And it's like, uh, just it's some, some of the stuff that the deadites have l say it's just it is so fucking yeah it is cruel Well, that is i mean it's it's that's like taking like taking it it comes up that they say some pretty wild shit in the raimi ones too but it's like it's different almost comedic this is like this is a mother looking her daughter daughter and kids in the eyes and just like you know starting out as mommy and then just you know <laughs> but oh, yeah it, it, but they, the, they go they go there with it and it's like good they, it's well, they go genuinely disturbing and creepy and you start thinking like you know they're you know and <clears throat> they make the they make the dead by dawn chant that they good. bring back that's like that was genuinely creepy and it like you know, in, in Dead by Dawn, it was it was creepy and fun, you know, and roller coastery. This one, it was like, it had some heft, more heft behind it, and like yeah. so. Well, like, it's, I mean, the, it, it, in in terms of the thematic stuff, like Cassie, I think it's the best line of the movie. Like, you'll be a really good mom. You're really good at lying to kids. I was like, ooh man, that is worse than anything any of the deadites say. Like. That one that took me aback. Like I had to pause the, the movie. I'm like, the last line from ballsy. mom where she's she's just like, you look just like our mom, and you're gonna be, you're probably gonna fail just like her. You yeah. fucking slut. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, they don't <laughs> even say slut. Just... They use the c word, which is like, you know what? Oh, there that's you go. Right. If you're gonna use that's the c right. word in an American horror movie, you you do not care about that R rating at all. Yeah, you're 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 leaning into it, which is where 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 we should be with this. Yep. Don't need no. I I was now Army of Darkness was R, wasn't it? But PG thirteen. Oh, Army I still don't understand how that got an R. It got an yeah, R because it was that's why I, I was like because always in my mind that's the R-rated movie that feels like a PG thirteen. Yeah. Movie. In Outside a world of the at the time where there were all the these PG thirteen movies, it felt like our movies. Yeah. So the well, thing, that, that gets into thing. a bigger discussion about how the MPAA treats certain types of movies. Also. Yes. Yes. And how much? What your budget like, is? And, you know. Yeah. So that that's you know that that's typical MPAA nonsense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could yes. show. I mean, any any like ten year old that is interested in like monsters or superheroes or anything like that or comic books, you could easily show them Army of Darkness. Like Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's cartoon like like it's, as yeah. gory as it is, it's so cartoonish exactly. and so like like good timing. Well <laughs> yeah. the thing also with Army of Darkness is that there's there's enough relief in it. Yes. Right? I mean I this is this is a little bit of a tangent, but remember that was the MPAA's complaint about House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, well, the tone is too dark. The tone is too movie. dark. But yeah. Army of Darkness has enough just amusing bits in it. There's enough breaks in it that you just, you know, there's enough I mean, one-liners I, and gags. Yeah. And, a quarter of that and, movie oh, is Oh, it's lighthearted all the way through. Yeah. It it's, really is, the Three light. Stooges. I mean, Ash throwing the, 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 the dirt on the 
uh, Dead-Eyed Ash's face is one of my favorite moments in cinematic history. You have <laughs> yes. on your face there. <laughs> what? Oh. But, that's, but I think the thing is, when you look at Army of Darkness, the reason why that thing is R, um, again, it's it, like Luke said, it has to do with the budget, it has to do whatever. Um, the, 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 the amount of... Um, I mean, it's not, it's not, not, there's not a lot of swearing in it. It's not a lot of nudity in it, any of that stuff. But, like, the, the fact that it's a dead army, even though they're not played gory, it's not like, like, there was never, at that point, there had never been a zombie movie that was PG-13, right? Because yeah. you had a zombie horde, it's R. Like, so it's a, an, a, a, an army of the undead. It's got to be R. Like, it just, it was this snap reaction a lot of times. That's why when you look back at some movies that were PG-13, when they were trying to invent PG-13 in the 80s there, and you're like, huh, really? That's PG-13? Okay. Like, it kind of straddled the fence. Sometimes they were PG-13, and you're like, well, that almost could be PG. And then you're like, that's PG-13. That's really close to an R. Like, there just wasn't that happy medium. But yeah. let's let's just call spades a spade here, right? Like, the aliens, right, is R. Yeah. And if... Outside of the swearing in Aliens, what's in that movie that makes it R? The intensity right? of it, maybe. Right, but they don't—they show it except for the swearing, and depending on what time of day they leave the swearing in, that movie's shown uncut on. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a movie, a movie, a movie like Megan back in the day is R, but now it's PG-13. Like uh, Happy Death Day to You back in the day, R. Now it's PG-13 because. What what now constitute is being R or PG thirteen changes. It's the same thing that you saw. You kind of start you you see like, that's why like Army of Darkness, it's not cut. There's nothing cut from that movie when they show it on TV. It just depends on what ending they show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right? Do you show the the original ending, which is you know they sleeps too long, or you show the ending with which I love. I actually love the S smart ending. Me too. Which, I like the S smart. I prefer the S smart ending too. <laughs> What I'm saying is, but like, that was the whole thing. Like, what what's in there that you can't show a kid? But at the time, an army of the undead? Oh, never. You can't have that. Now there's fucking video games where you just literally fight zombies all day long. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, Luke, what was it? Was it Slaughterhouse? What was the what was the game? Was it Slaughterhouse? Yeah, show, you have TV oh. show. The Walking Dead was a hundred yeah. times more gory than all of Army of Darkness with each individual episode, you know? <laughs> That's that's current. It was Splatterhouse, yeah. right? Was Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse, yeah. Splatterhouse was the uh, NEC. It was PC Engine or TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. Right. And and the whole point was that game was too much. Like, uh, what was the Technocop was too much. It had a rating. Like, like, those games are a joke compared to what you get now. Right. No rating on them. Well, the thing in Technocop is you could shoot a kid, which I always did. Yeah. Every fucking time Wait, I, this game? <laughs> first thing i did first i wish i was kidding i only shot the kids I, I, did you watch did, did you write the technocop like manual magazine that they sold at the stores it's like rule one shoot the kid first thing <laughs> well the kid comes running out you're not supposed to shoot him. you're supposed to shoot the bad guy but i shot everybody um but by the same token, in Bimini Run, I used to shoot at the boat, too. That's why Luke took over as gunner and I became the driver, because I constantly shot at the boat with the person we're trying to save on it. Um, because that's my mindset. Kill them like, all. You know, if we, if, we, if, we sink, if we sink the boat with Kenji's girlfriend, Dr. Orca will stop messing with us. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. Those of you that know your Bimini run, of which there's basically Jay and I. Just something for the 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 coral to build upon, so you're doing good for the environment too. The funny part is not to go on a Bimini run tangent, but like it literally reminded me right from um, GI Joe the movie with Law and Order. Uh, I drive the car. He did. We tried it the other way, but but it didn't didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, So uh, just just to, to. to close the loop on that, watch out for Kenji Come In, Jay and I's Bimini Run podcast, coming soon to a podcast near you. It's a one-off. Yeah. It's a one-off. Oh my no, god. I think it should be Bimini a. Run. I think it should be a regular Twitch stream. Yeah, just us playing Bimini Run 24 hours. <laughs> I tell you now though, like, because and I'm not kidding. Like there are we, people have certain roles they kind of fall into in life, right? Yep. And I we tried it reversed, and it literally lasted. Not even the whole round. We just said, fuck it, switch. Because, like, I'm good at doing the driving the boat thing, and Luke was good at not killing them. Right? I'm like, I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm really good at killing the you got to shoot people. at the other things, not at the boat yeah. with your girlfriend on it. So. Yeah. Luke's driving, and he's chasing them. I'm like, just get, get, get me a clean shot. And he's like, what are you doing? I go, and it says, don't shoot at the boat, uh, whatever her name is on it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm putting that boat out of commission. We'll catch it. And the worst part is the fucking game is a it's, it's the computer's a fucking cheater because the same place every time. So what do I we do? I cut the line and go right after it, and I'm cutting them off. And then all of a sudden now their base moves. Horseshit. Anyway, so uh, yes, look for the Bimini Run. Uh, Kenji come in the Bimini Run podcast coming soon to a network near you. Anyway, um, so. Uh, we, I think we have, I, I saw this movie again, like I said, opening day, we're in the theater, so it's Franco and myself and, like, two other people in this theater, um, because it's middle of the day and everyone else is supposed to be at work. But, I can honestly say, watching this movie with someone who doesn't watch or like horror movies, uh, was an interesting experience, because it's very different than the experience we had with the movie. I enjoyed it, I saw it, right? Franco hated this movie. He's like, it was dumb. It was this. It was. I'm like, you don't like horror movies, dude. Like, you like Marvel and like you know, comic book movies, which I don't a whole lot. I like DC movies. I shouldn't say that. But like, you know, I was like, well, you don't really like these kind of things. He's like, oh, but like, I, I knew it was gonna happen. I'm like, yeah. I think everyone kind of figured out something <laughs> stuff was gonna happen. It it's, fucking it's a franchise. <laughs> it's people dead on the marquee, and I thought it it did, even though honestly. This movie did not have to be called Evil Dead Rise. It could have been called, like, you know, like, I don't know, Fucked Up Apartments, you know, whatever. Um, you know, kind of thing. It, it, it definitely, you know, it leaned heavy. Once it had the Evil Dead on it, it leaned heavy into the the tropes of the Evil Dead that we, as Evil Dead fans, love. Right? Whereas um, the some of those Hellraiser movies that they literally just stuck Pinhead in for no reason later in the movie... Right. Which, to do with him um and i can think of at least half half of them are like that uh this at least kind of said look it's going to be an evil dead movie let's make sure it's evil dead let's make sure we give the fans what they want to see and the the hard part is and we've mentioned this here is that again it makes a lot of it takes the movie in different places than we had in the previous like one two and then the 2013 we're not in the we're not in the woods. We're not whatever. It's this. It's out of that comfort zone. The only time we've really seen that is Army of Darkness, obviously, where we're in medieval times. And then for those of us who watched uh, Ash versus uh, Ash versus the, uh, the 
the Evil Army Dead. Dead, excuse me, Ash vs. Evil Dead, like those take place in modern day. It's I mean that's that is a fucked up series beyond belief in a good way, right? I mean, yeah. not no, the I mean not as the, a franchise goes, like I, I gotta say I've read a bunch of like comic book, you know, Evil Dead, you know, stories that are like. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're kind of fun and stuff. But as far as like on screen, it's one of the most solid franchises you're ever yeah. gonna see. I yeah, don't you only think get there's one like every ten years. Yeah. Like I don't think there was a bad episode of Ash versus Evil Dead, and that was three whole seasons. Yep. And then there's five movies that are all good. Like the first three movies are like exceptional, legendary movies in in their own ways. And then these other two have been like up to the up 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 to snuff while being their own thing and being just sort of like like I wouldn't have done it this way, but I probably wouldn't have done it successfully. And Sam Raimi, I think, really like thought like he's like, I'm going to pick out directors. You know, I'm going to pick out people I like and and probably they're they're probably half the people working on on this movie were fans of the evil dead movies oh yeah and and uh and just sort of let them let them do their own version of it and the i i i don't know of the 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 2013 of in this one which one like i prefer i i don't know the 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 2013 one's a little meaner <laughs> But this one gets like darker yeah. <laughs> at points, and is still mean. So yeah. you know, I'm glad I'm. Ha that's a good debate to have in my head over which one I like. And you know, it might change with the weather for a while. But yeah, the other thing is too is and this is a good point though with picking guys. So like the the director here, I mean, his first movie is like. The actual movie is, oh my god, uh, it's TV. These are all TV things. It's like 2016. Like he, so he's relatively young. So he grew up on Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and the same thing with um, uh, what's his name? I totally blanked his name now. The um, Felice. Uh, it'll come to me. The guy who did the the re, the the uh, the new Evil Dead. Fetty Alvarez. Fetty Alvarez. Thank you. Right. Yeah. yeah relatively young grew up watching these things like that's why they that's why these movies are the way they are you have people who are fans of you know the the series who are fans whatever it's like it would be like doing what do you call it? it's like when we well let's pretend that all the phantasm movies were not made by the exact same four guys um but like right. a, a phantasm movie like that wasn't made by all of them that you would have people who were fans of the of phantasm who would go and make those things? Now the thing is with with, with Fetty Alvarez, I mean, it it wasn't that. I mean, he I mean, he went on from he went on from the Evil Dead. He made Don't Breathe, and he made Girl in the Spider's Web. Like, I mean, he made some some movies that you know people are like, okay, like especially Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe as a horror movie is like, good lord, is it terrifying? Like, I mean, you're sitting there going, okay, like part of you is just like, all right. Don't fucking go in there. Like you just kind of like you're like, look, the smartest thing in the world is not to go in. Oh, you fucking win it. Good job. And it's the same. It's the same um, woman's in both. Uh, the one who plays Mia is in there too. So you're kind of like uh, as Jane Levy, 
plays Mia, and then she's in Don't Breathe also. But it's just like, you look at people who are fans of this, who are fans of these movies, and that's what they're making. The difference is, in The Evil Dead, there is no Freddy Krueger, there is no Jason Voorhees, there is no Leatherface, there is no Tall Man, there's no iconic, you know, killer that you have to be there. It's Ash, who's the hero. But these movies, The Evil Dead, can exist outside of them trying well, to I mean, fuck up Ash's life. You know what I'm saying? Between so, the Raimi ones and the new ones, the Deadites are are the only thing that are like super consistent character-wise. I mean, the Deadites are, you know, they still play dead and like open up their eyes at the and are just like, you know, they're just there to mess with you. Sadistic, sadistic fuckers. And, right, but, but you didn't have to have a, like. So if you. Like, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the the one that has um, the the remake of it, kind of thing, right? Yeah. The um, James Earl, uh, not James Earl Ray. Jack, uh, Jack Earl Haley. Jack Earl Haley, thank you. He again, nothing against him. I liked him a lot as Rockshack in The Watchmen, and and in other movies I like him. He's not Freddy Krueger. No. And that movie, whatever might look really nice and slick and the cool kills falls flat when he's on screen because he's not Robert Ingram, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's it's the difference. And again, I happen to like the remake of Friday the 13th with the, the difference and stuff like that. But yeah. if that's not a Friday the 13th movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make those. It would be it would be like trying to make literally uh, a phantasm without the tall man. You can't do it. But the Deadites, because there's no specific one deadite that is the leader of the deadites right since it's since ash is the hero and this is stories on the you know that are adjacent to ash we can see them there's no adjacent story in halloween right they tried that and everyone shit on it even though i love season of the witch i'm not kidding i see which is great but if it was called season of the witch everyone would love it but like there is no story outside of michael myers there is no story outside of like, like you can't tell a Friday the 13th movie where it's all about the, like other people. It, it's not about other people. It's about get them there. Okay, great. We don't give a fuck about them. Let them fuck each other and then let them get fucked up. Like that's what happens, you know? So, um, and I think that's the main difference we see in this series compared to the other ones I mentioned. It would be like child's play without Chucky. It'd be like, like you just can't do it, you know? Whereas the evil dead, because the deadites are like, you know, literally this force of evil that exists and they possess different people. The people being possessed are unique to the situation they're in. So it's 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 ultimately and I think this is and I don't know how many people have seen all of them, but like I've, I've seen them all. Um, it's the difference between like when you start watching the conjuring movies and then you watch the nun and the curse of La Lorena and which is the, the, what do you call it? The, 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 the crooked man is still coming and things like that. Right. Those movies don't hit the same way as the conjuring movies did because the conjuring movies, while the evil is different every time, uh, the Warrens are the, the consistent factor in them. Right. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? that yeah. allows the movies to have some continuity between them. And then they, the, the nun is in them, is in the, one of the conjuring. Sorry, if you haven't seen them, get the, what the fuck are you doing? Right kind of thing. They're a little old. You know the nun's in them. But like the, what her, the movie about the nun, it's an adjacent story and it takes place back in the, I'm like, 
it's fine, but it's nothing amazing on there. You know, it's kind of like when they did the Annabelle movies there, it's story adjacent. They're, they're fine, but like they aren't as good. It's because it just doesn't have the punch that it should have. So the, that's one of the nice things about when you get into, excuse me, the evil dead franchise is I don't, I'm trying to think of a no, what's another franchise that allows you to have your main villain keep coming back, but not be the main, the same person, mm. you know, the like, exorcist. I mean, right. <laughs> okay. But like, but, but for example, right. So, but okay. So the exorcist, right. And why does it's now, almost the same thing though. It's demons, you know? it's demons, right. But you know what this movie also reminded me of this reminded me of demons too. Yes. Them, yeah. Right. Cause they're in the hires. Now there's no movie being shown, which throws me, they're not watching, all watching the same movie, kind of thing. but yeah, it takes from there too. But that's another example. Demons is a possession movie. That's what can happen when there's possession happening and things like that. It yeah. doesn't have to be the same person coming back, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and all the voices are the actor and actress's voices put through a filter. Like, yeah. I think this, like, I think they did exactly what they had to do to be, make this into a franchise that's not dependent on having, right. you know, a main character, basically Bruce Campbell. And okay. so now they're they're free to do whatever. From now on, you know, if you want to do an Evil Dead movie, you just have to come up with a concept of where this will break out, you know, yeah. where and how it'll break out. And like how is pretty, pretty much always going to be the same. Somebody reads from the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm always reminded of the Knights at the Dinner Table, uh, the comic strip or uh, Knights at the Dinner Table, which was adapted into some flash animations back when I was in college, where they take a break from their regular Hackmaster game to play Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> and uh, the, 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 the DM says, you come across a moldering, worm-ridden book. I burn it. <laughs> Ryan, are you sure you want to do that? It might have some clues. Listen, I've let's played a lot it. of Cthulhu. One thing I've learned, we burn the books. Let's yeah. let's burn the book and look for clues with the light from the book. <laughs> Perfect. So, look for different so clues. Could, they they could make a see a direct sequel to this one. Because the because it's out. I mean, that's the whole thing. The movie ends, we know it's out because it escapes in the in the, in the uh the girl who goes I mean, she fucking screws up, scalps her cousin, uh -huh. and you know, mutilates her boyfriend. That who's a bag of meat now, you know, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, meat puppet now, meat puppet. Excuse me, not a bag I of mean, meat. But again, meat he was a drone operator. Any real big loss yeah. there? I'm not seeing no, it. I mean. That's just what I said. What was it the other day? Oh, oh God, what was I think? Oh, something. Oh, I know what I said. I said, look, I oh, I don't remember what I was even talking about. I said. The person's gay. They can't choose to be gay. I said, it's not like they're a fucking hipster. They choose that shit. That goes on them. <laughs> right? And, and, and my daughter goes, that, that's right. I'm like, that's right. Go, Your yeah. sexuality is you. That I can't. You didn't choose that, right? But you being a hipster, fuck's wrong right. with you. Right. Like, you, you, know, you, weren't, you, weren't, you weren't born that you were going to, you know, wear a Van Dyke and carry a typewriter into the coffee shop. Fucking bastard! I don't have the typewriter. <laughs> I just, but it's just, but it's one of those things, right? Like you know, so you literally, it's in the world now. Like so, she's now possessed. But, and again, they're at the cabin, and the other friends didn't show up. 
What's the next movie? The friend showing up late. That trip's late, which now you're like, oh, it's going to be the same movie. But it doesn't have to be the same movie because they show up, things happen, and now they try to escape and actually get away and bring it to wherever the fuck they're going. You know, which is like a big festival or something out, you know, some oh my god, festival that's or something. Br- maybe maybe it's like maybe it's like that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they're all the hipsters are in a town on a bus, right? We're going to the maybe. Isle of Wight, and, and <laughs> well, or or they go to a music festival, and a grizzly bear shows up because it's very. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would I would like to see a deadite grizzly bear Ooh. on coke. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, so so let me just reference Chris. Dead-Eye, that was, Dead-Eye that, Grizzly Bear versus uh, uh, Grizzly Teddy from either Dolls or Demonic Toys. Take your pick. Oh, from, from Dolls. The same. Uh, but I'm saying, but that wasn't a coke. That wasn't a cocaine bear reference. That no, was a reference that was to a Grizzly. Grizzly too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because as fucked up as cocaine bear might have been, Grizzly too. It was like even though it came out before, it was like, hey, cocaine bears nothing. You want to see this fucking bear go? Literally, that movie is oh, god awful. I love that not to ruin Grizzly Two for those of you who haven't seen it, but it's literally the Quote what unquote, the first ruin Grizzly Two. It's the first ten minutes. There's some weird fucking opening that makes no sense. Shot really bad. It looks like a screensaver going wrong, and then they have like ten minutes of a movie they shot with what? Um, who is it? It's uh oh I forgot all the people. It's all the, the three famous people. It's like Laura Dern, someone else, whatever. Um, but then, like, they go to the music, and you're like, this isn't even the same movie anymore. Like, what the hell happened here? You know, kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Well, it's, George, it's George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. Ew, that's good to remember. Yeah. Grizzly the 2, the re- billing. Grizzly 2, Revenge. Yes. Which was Grizzly still- 2 is, but is honest ineptitude, though, and, and Cocaine Bear is purposeful camp, yeah, but, okay. you know? But honestly, I mean, because I'm having watched Cocaine Bear with the girls and stuff like that, that movie's a comedy. It's yeah, I know it's but it sounds like it's a riot, you know, or it's I just couldn't fun. even get through it. A Cocaine Bear? It, yeah. I tell you, it's but it's a comedy, and if you watch it with the idea that it's a comedy, because we're watching. Oh, I picked up on that it was a comedy in the first three minutes. So it's just like hey, this is not doing anything for me. There, there's some crazy shit that happens in there, um, but I'm just but again, I'm just saying it's but it's one of those things, but. If you go in thinking this is a comedy and it is, right? And and, it, and you kind of, I mean, it's got some real funny stuff. It's got some stuff you're like, Ugh, okay, oh, okay. But the thing is, Grizzly Two, it's serious. Like, you know, it's like, no, no, this is a real movie we're making. John Reese Davies is in there, God knows why, and funny. and Louise Fletcher's in there too. But, oh, two of my favorites. Well, I'm just well, saying. I mean, it's as far as you know, making, um, you know. Making making a horror movie intentionally be a comedy, you could be like, I hate to say this, but I this is the only forum I have to say this. You could be like Full Moon, who is making a movie called Bad CGI Gator. Yeah. Because they went to the. I hold on a minute. Pull, you know, pump the brakes. They went to the to the independent team that made the movie Bad CGI Sharks in 2019. Yeah. And I I reached out to them on Twitter. And they got back to me, and they said, oh, yeah, Full Moon kind of asked us to do this, and we were not interested. And so they went and just made their own fucking version of our movie. And it's I've, like, got a two, I've got just, a two-word pitch right now. Cocaine AI. Cocaine AI. 
Oh, well, they've boy. got an evil AI movie coming out too, but it's like to me, it's like I mean, I'm look, I'm sure I'm, I'm they all do. In, I'm all in. I'm all in favor of, um, you know, ripping off things that are popular, but you don't you don't do that to indie filmmakers, right? That's just that's that's assholeish right there. Right? Yeah, listen, well, the I mean, and I, and I love the word. Moon, but it's like you can't if you're gonna rip. I mean, you want to. I mean, when they did Meth Gator, okay, or is that the Asylum? Asylum did Meth Gator. Did Meth Gator. I got no, I got no beef with the asylum making a mockbuster. That's literally what they do. But they're going after a Hollywood movie, not an indie movie, not a movie that was, you know, released on, by SRS Cinema for Christ's sake. That's some, you know, that that basically was just uh, three guys making on their own. So I, I had a, I that I mean again, this is totally has nothing to do with Evil Dead Rise. Let it out. But unfortunately, you, all this came out. out. All this came out while we were on hiatus, and it's like. What the fuck? You can't. I mean, you're seriously gonna 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 rip off this concept, and everyone's gonna because you're full moon. Every Joe Blow's gonna cover you, and bloody disgusting, and he, all these other sites are gonna cover you. Why didn't you just, you know, get? I, I don't know. It, to me, it's 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 it, to me it's it's really kind of crappy to do that to some indie filmmakers that had a a, a, a a original and amusing idea, and to take it and just rip it off wholesale is bullshit. I'm sorry. I'll get off my I'll get off my bad CGI yeah, soapbox. Right. Yeah. Just, just real quick to, to just fix this. It, um, it's actually called Attack of the Meth Gator. Get it right. Um, so then okay. there, so there's listen, also the poster for Cocaine AI is just the word cocaine, except the AI in cocaine is capitalized. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> We're good. Yeah, it starts out with scientists going, you know, I think we just digitized drugs. They're they're is, they're, they're is, making is, digital drugs like an, for all the people who are using the whatever metaverse. Okay, so does it thing. does does cocaine, cocaine AI stuff. have like the AI version of Eric Clapton on the soundtrack? Yes. Like not you, real you, Eric. Um, you you feed, I don't you know. Feed Eric all Clapton's of, probably expensive. No, you that's feed, what I mean. It's where you get AI Eric Clapton. You just you feed every Clapton song <laughs> oh, ever written into an algorithm, and, and oh, AI shit. Clapton spits out. Oh his, shit! All the song. Oh that, shit! That's the one. That's the I one where Layla the... does the coke and then shoves the somebody out a window, right? That's the the one with that. Shark, cocaine cougar. Um, is oh, that about an older woman who likes Oh, cocaine cougar that, better, yeah, better have some. Yeah, there's lots of cocaine cougars out there. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, just go just go to Applebee's on a Wednesday. Jesus Christ. Don't go but to Applebee's Cocaine ever. cougar sounds like a mascot. Okay, but that's cocaine like cougar not... sounds like a porno, not a mascot. <laughs> oh, no, this one sounds like a porno next to it. Debbie's <laughs> Demons. Debbie's uh, Demons? Demon. I would, I'd watch that one. Big freaking snake. Uh, where's the other one? Hang on. Oh, wait. Uh, so, so. Ebola Rex actually got a sequel. Oh my god, that's a great name. Ebola Rex versus Murder Hornets. Because Murder Hornets is a movie. <laughs> Ebola Rex is a movie. This is the crossover event. How the fuck did we miss this? Oh god. So this is the Murder Aliens Hornets. versus Predator to direct to streaming. Wait, how did this not how is this not full moon? It's literally called Doll Shark. How is this not full moon? Well, they don't make shark movies. They just make doll movies, right? So yeah, but this is, if it but was like, shark doll, it would be them, right? Because doll shark says it's like uh -huh. a small shark, right? This is not a doll of a shark swimming around. No, it's a doll. That's a, it's a shark doll coming to life. Um, yeah, that so, does sound like full moon, doesn't it? That's a, I, but I think we found the next. They, how did we miss this? Amityville Thanksgiving. 
Oh, oh yeah. Amityville Thanksgiving. The SRS has Amityville, Amityville Toilet coming out. Oh. <laughs> well, that's because the, the oh, and number SRS one. Also you guys released... know what the number one piece of media is these days, right? TikTok. Amityville Turkey Day is a separate one. Than Amityville. Oh. Any toilet watchers out there amongst you three guys? No. no I don't know. No. no, it's up to episode fifty-four. They're only minute-long episodes. They are. It's. <laughs> it is the new. It is. It's where entertain. It's where entertainment's going for better or worse. I like it because it's not hurting nobody, and it's just skibbity toileting its way around. But yeah, that's where. Where. Jesus yeah, Christ. I I, I highly also, recommend it. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, you know, in the to, to keep that trend going, we also have Amityville Shark House. Um, well, there also is Amityville Death Toilet, Amityville, yeah. Amityville in Space. I own. I think I bought that. I it was it was about, part of set I bought. Amityville did, Karen. Amityville Karen. That's the one I was gonna say. Yes. Amityville Emmanuel. Ooh. Amityville Bigfoot, and then Amityville uh, Turkey Day is the direct sequel. To the notorious, it says here, the sequel to the notorious Amityville Thanksgiving, it's Turkey Tie Mother Clucker. That's the fucking thing. Okay. And you want to know what? Want to know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy about all of this? What's crazy about all of this is that Amityville: The Evil Within is just as fucking bad, and that was like a real movie. Yes. Like a real TV movie, but a real movie nonetheless. Which I'm, I'm just disappointed that Amity Emmanuel wasn't called Amity Amity Am- Am- Emmanuel. That, that's why, because nobody can say it, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm sorry, I just had a little freak-out moment. I've had, there's been this ant in my room. Like, I saw him way over on the other side of the room, and he's just been walking around the room. <laughs> and I'm like, look at this guy. He's just taking a tour of the whole room. I look across the room. He's, and as we were just talking, I, like, feel my a tickle on my hand. I'm like, he's on my hand. <laughs> and oh, boy. I was like... Was he, was he smoking a cigarette, having a coffee? Did he say, hey, how's it going, pal? Yeah, it's just like he—it's just like he's going to cover every inch of it, and I should have known he was going to end up on my hand. So I just want to put this out there. Uh, for Amityville Turkey Day, besides that awesome tagline it has there, that, which is the pl- it's also the plot summary, um, the, p- the trivia, the only trivia, I think the only trivia for this movie, the only trivia available for this movie so far is the movie was made with a very low job budget because the producers were not able to raise enough money needed. Yeah, well, a lot of, a lot of these are. <laughs> but they forged ahead. <laughs> they forged ahead anyway. A lot, a lot of these are. A lot of these are done on Indiegogo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So right. Indiegogo, um, the you know, a lot, the reason why the filmmakers go on Indiegogo versus Kickstarter is that Indiegogo, it's fire and forget, right? Whether they hit the goal or not, they've got your money, right? Yep. So they can do, they can do something. With it, Kickstarter. If they don't get it, they're boned, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't. Uh, they, they. That's why they go to Indiegogo. And again, you, you can, you can lay that at the feet of Charles Band. He did that with several of the later Puppet Master sequels, where it's like, well, the movie's funded, but if you give us money on Indiegogo, we'll, we'll add this character, or we'll add this scene, or we'll do this, or we'll do that. That's what so the, that's what the Super Troopers guys did with Super Troopers too. They were just like, if that we hit this amount. Yeah. If we hit this amount of money, we're going to be able to get this celebrity back and this celebrity. If yeah. we hit this amount of money, we'll be able to get like some mystery celebrity in there, right. you know. Well, there, well, there's a difference, right? Super Troopers and Veronica Mars and uh, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, they were on Kickstarter. 
right? Because yep. they were all pretty confident, hey, we're going to hit our number. Yeah, they had you a know, fan uh, base. Yeah, yeah. An I was established say, Amityville fan Turkey, base. Amityville Turkey Day, probably going to go to Indiegogo. I, so then. <laughs> I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall or maybe an ant on the wall <laughs> when, when the first person realized that, like, hey, you can't copyright the town of Amityville. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that means, media on them. Dude, oh, that means anybody. Anybody. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, as as we're recording this, right? Um the new uh the 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 newest uh, you know, Jay you mentioned uh, DC movies, The Blue Beetle just came out, yep. right? And it's the Jaime Reyes, you know, Blue Beetle, which is the one that yep. DC owns outright. There is literally literally very little that DC or Warner's or whoever owns them this week can do to me if I wanted to make a movie of the Golden Age Blue Beetle who is in the public domain. Just, oh. So it's like I'm I am legitimately shocked. I was I was talking to my friend Adam Tebow last night and he had just he had gone to see Blue Beetle and we were talking about it and I was like I got to thinking it's like I'm amazed that like again the asylum or something like that hasn't done a Dan Garrett golden age blue beetle because it's public domain i if, if it's as long as you don't use anything that dc owns as long as you use what's in that public domain comic it's it's open season yeah 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 so good times good times great memories before we get off this tangent we're on uh under doll shark the tagline is you're gonna need a bigger toy box and here is the plot summary a seemingly harmless plush toy is inhabited by the evil spirit of a killer shark. But it's plush, so how's it going to get teeth? I don't know. I Ooh, tell you, if but if plus if plush that? sharks are coming to life, my oldest is in trouble because she loves plushy sharks. That's like her favorite thing in the world. Scientists battle monsters. That's the entire plot summary for Zilla Shark, Zilla Foot. Okay, Z- Zilla Foot is a is another indie movie that was again. Released on on media. Please tell by me it's a bigfoot that just has one reptilian foot because that would be amazing. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. It looks yeah, like Zilla Foot is a is a. So I'm one oh, of the one of the guys that's on one of the guys that's on my my Daikaiju Monster podcast was involved with that. It's it's uh, it's it's real real indie scene. Let's just leave it at that. But if you want to get it, SRS Cinema has it. It's available. You know, you can go check that it, it out. It's like it looks like that's either a vibrator or a bong flying by him past his crotch. But like this, this the poster is actually pretty cool for, like, it looks. Oh, SRS than the, always has cool posters. You know, the movie might be absolute garbage, but the posters are fantastic. I mean, all these Amityville movies you're talking about, their posters are fucking beautiful. Yeah. You know, what about the, What like, about this you know, one? Could we get a job just coming up with names with them and selling them to some hacks? Yeah. What about Chupa Chupa Barbara? Chupa Barbara. <laughs> Chupa Barbara. Barbara. And it's this like some me... some some Barbie doll like lady that you know is vacationing down south of the border and and gets possessed by a chupacabra. That's a thing. Starts... that's a market that needs to be exploited. There hasn't been enough chupacabra. No, yeah, I know. This just makes me uh, think when I was at Gen Con, I played a game called uh, Heroes of Barcadia, which is like a dungeon crawl drinking game. Oh, and uh, oh, every every single... Is it like Tapper? No, it, what it, well, it really is a dungeon crawl. Like your adventurer is moving through hexes, but your character pieces are pint glasses. 
Nice. And you have health marked on the pint glasses. And when you get damaged, you've got to drink your health back down. Um, so, you know, every <laughs> single character, item, monster, every single thing is a drinking pun. And you mentioned the Chupacabra. It's uh, the Chugacabra is one of the monsters that you fight. That's my nickname when I get going. When I'm having Chugacabra? Yeah. El Chugacabra. I like that. That just turns out to be the goat chugger. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, keep keep that between us. Yeah. Go chugging in the USA. Or AT chugging in the US. That doesn't quite work. Damn it. Yeah. Kitty kicking in the we UK. We should set That's up a, a we should reference. set up a website just like quality quality shitty movie concepts. You know, you well, know, and we'll brag about how our names, you know, like need the lowest budget of any any exploitation <laughs> names out there zombies versus you know, grannies baby zombies zombies versus versus grannies. you know what's what's not a shitty i will say you know what's not a shitty movie concept is evil dead rise so yeah we got yes. to we're at hand yeah. so yeah so almost need to go to bed yeah so evil dead rise if you want is is obviously currently available uh you know to be purchased on blu-ray and dvd um digitally you can stream you can uh, it's not on anything. I don't. It was. Is it on? It might be on HBO Max right now. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I know I bought it. So um, I can't see. If, I can't see if it's on HBO Max. Sorry, guys, I don't have that right in front of me. Um, right. Originally, it was supposed to be on HBO Max. It was originally slated to be an HBO Max original. I bet they're um, glad they put it in theaters because it made well, a shit yeah. of money. They, they tested it and they said, whoa, shit, people like this thing. Let's put it out. And it made a bunch of money, which is exactly what they wouldn't have done when they put it to just uh, straight to HBO Max. Um, but that also can explain why the budget was only $12 million, quote unquote, only $12 million, um, you know, kind of thing, because it was designed there. But it actually, I'll tell you honest with you, if that came out to HBO Max, that would have looked way better than a lot some of the other movies that have come out directly, you know, to be like direct to oh, streaming. Yeah. But um, for it. Um, some of the, you gotta understand, some of the movies that went directly to streaming, quote unquote, were, were supposed to be theatrical releases that just, they just couldn't get them out and they were never supposed to go straight to streaming. If this was designed to go there, this looked pretty good. But yeah. with that said, um, when we had, when you watched Ash versus the Evil Dead, those all looked pretty damn good too. And that was fucking a stars original go kind of thing. That yeah, was just yeah. a, it's just straight, you know, um, you know. Not TV show, but you know what I'm saying. Series, sorry. Is it going? Yeah, so. No, that uh, they gave that the budget it needed. Yeah. So, well, and also, yeah. and also, all those people that they gave that budget to are all people who know how to squeeze, eh, put every single penny on the screen, you know, in spades. Well, I think so, that's the like, case with a lot of the indie filmmakers, because I mean, you look at Raimi. Yeah. He, like you said, he was working with uh, chewing gum, and twine, and paper clips. And then it was like, hey, you want to do Spider-Man? Okay, this movie yeah. made fucking $100 million. It's well, opening well, week. That's, like, that's yeah. what I think happened with that, that um, with that, to, to swing Dr. into another... No, the, the, the um, Star Wars Boba Fett TV series, where towards the end it, it was like... You know, it looked like, you know, the, it, it looked like it was designed to have the whole budget and, like, it was, like, the first two or three episodes... You, episodes and then it was like they were under like strict but so they were like let's put rodriguez on this one and i'll bet you it was probably the cheapest of all the star wars yeah, it looked like stuff it. and it probably came out looking as good as it did because rodriguez was doing it but you could still see the like 
the 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 budgetary seams in it showing and it was just like oh okay that's why they brought him here because <laughs> it's like all right this guy can do something with this and not having a lot of time too that's the thing is they can go fast and fast and hard yeah, I need to watch Ash versus Evil Dead again after I was thinking that while I was watching this just saying it's you know it's been it's been a few years to to gel and I remember the joy of every week going like oh my god there's another one. Yeah. There's another one. <laughs> I used, to, I used to literally we would record especially the nights we were recording I would stay I would on Sunday nights. I would watch it right before we recorded. Like we would be on Moments like that are so rare. They're just so rare. And that was just filled with like week after week of like, I can't believe they just did that thing that they just did. I just can't I've never seen that Ash before. I've cadaver, never cadaver's asshole and have its pecker drag across his face. Like, that was the greatest thing ever <laughs> yes. I've ever seen. Not like, yes. the asshole. Not the asshole. So he shoves him <laughs> up his <laughs> Anyway. So, um, but uh, Evil Dead Rise, uh, again, like I said, I can't pull up. Uh, um, HBO Max, but it has been showed. It's been showing on HBO itself um, pretty regularly, um, at least through July and August. So that would lead me to believe it's probably, if it's going to be anywhere, it might be on HBO Max or stream. Um, but you can always get your hands on it through Amazon um, or through however you you know get your movies, kind of thing. Um, through because uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's on. It was on Movies Anywhere because because I got the codes, which means it shows up on Amazon. Must be through Movies Anywhere. So. It's available. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth your time seeing. Um, if you are, uh, again, be prepared for it to be a hard R. I would be, I would, because wait, Haley did not sit and watch it with me. Right? Yeah. This, this is not a movie she would watch. I mean, and so I'm trying to think of movies that I would not let her sit and watch with me. Um, and of late, it's been House Thousand Corpses, which I will let her sit and watch. She's like, what's this? I'm like, House Thousand Corpses, you can't watch it. She's like, all right. But then she announced the big announcement that she no longer watches movies, oh and I was like, <laughs> "Problem solved." But but what but what did she watch? But I go, okay, fine. So what's she doing upstairs in her room? She's got Garfield: Tale of Two Kitties on. I'm like, that's a fucking movie. No, she, excuse me, Garfield: A Tale of Two Tale of Two Kitties. T- yeah, not, say it. Tale of Two Titties. That's what we're all two thinking titties. about. It's not. It is not a movie. That is cinema. That is cinema. <laughs> If I can oh, refer back to our it's, it's a little slice of heaven. It stinks. I, it, it, it wasn't an issue of me not liking what it, but I'm saying is that you don't watch movies and then you literally go upstairs and turn on a movie. But in all fairness, though, I think she's seen that movie or I don't know that or Matilda. She probably watched them both about at least two dozen times. She's one of her summer. That and then the original Garfield. She, she likes that one. But Tale of Two Kitties, we got a, a, a DVD of someone. Ga- I had a DVD someone gave us when she was little. And she watched it so much that she literally wore out a DVD player. Like she literally killed the laser on it from watching it so many times over and over again. So anyway, but it's available. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, understand that it is definitely in the vein of Evil Dead, 2020, Evil Dead 2013. It's certainly not an all ages kind of thing it's certainly not somebody who doesn't enjoy that stuff um i know i did not watch it with my wife either i know she would not like this movie it had been too much for her um especially with some of the themes of uh, children being in danger and the idea of 
and this is one of the things I want to throw out there is that we, we mentioned it, how we talked about it. Um, this is the first one. I mean, they talk about it. There's always quote unquote family that kind of ties into things, you know, it's like, or, you know, it's a relationship, whatever, but these are all adults in this one. You have kids in peril. And then you have that, that she's that the, the, um, the sister is pregnant, uh, which I think is cool. They bring in some of those ideas into play, which again, might strike some people as something that would not sit well with them. So it's just, not, it's not a romp. No, no, it's 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 mean and it's mean, lean, mean and kind of grueling. Like once it gets going, it yeah. it just gets meaner and meaner as it goes along. It's not like there's not really any humor in it. No, yeah, no, I outside I, of the first few minutes. <laughs> well, I'm again thinking there are no laughs. Like no. What, once you get past like what she says, like you know they think but they. The pee line, like I didn't, did you pee yourself? That's not even funny, really. It's just like there's really, I don't remember laughing the, and during the entire film, like the vast majority of it. But then I'm thinking right. back to Evil Dead 2013. I don't remember laughing during that either. No, you know, neither was, of them. Neither of them were made for a group of people to watch, and like you know, they're not, they're, you know, like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You yeah, know, it's, good it's or not, bad, not you can get a group movie. of people together and you're just like, yeah, I hate this guy, you know, like he's going to get killed really soon, you know. And this one's just sort of like, yeah, it's it's mean spirited. It's, yep. it's horror. Yeah, it's yeah. it's focused, yeah. focused on the horrific elements and not the not the it doesn't ignore the kinetic elements of Evil Dead movies and the the editing, but it like. To, tones them back so they're they're not taking over the 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 scary elements of it which yeah. really that's like you know i think that was a smart way to go because yep. and it works yep yep check I, it absolutely. out yeah worth worth your time if you're into that kind of stuff and i am <laughs> and we are let's face it we all are yeah, you guys will excuse me. I've got a I've got a nice glass of uh, Pinot. I've got to go meet with, and I'm all out of Pinot. So. <laughs> I just have to pee. Oh no! <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T W O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
uncensored hilarious. And when you go into the store tomorrow, ask for August Brothers for the best, best bread and roll. <laughs> You'll laugh for hours. 